You found it. The home of red-blooded American patriots. The Patriot Review with Jeff Wagner starts now. Everybody, it helps to turn the microphone on. Just a uh, brief, brief video clip of uh, the Israeli and the American flag together as we've been playing this week after the tragic events that have unfolded in Israel. Today is episode 175 Faith and Inspiration in the Midst of Terror. I thought I'd do something different, but before I get to that, you're probably saying, if you're watching me, you're saying, well, Jeff, what are you wearing? You look very comfortable. Well, guess what? I decided to be comfortable today. I have, I got a little bit of growth. I've got my my pillow loungewear on, and the stuff is awesome, high quality. I really, I love it actually, and um, I would not say that if that weren't true. So you can get yourself some by going to mypillow.com. You can also shop on mystore.com. And in both locations, you can use the code TPR, get yourself some great deals. There's also great deals coming up for the holidays that we'll be talking about, but uh, you can check that out. So as I mentioned today, we are going to do something different and different, but not different. So, so here's a way to commit, right? So here's the difference. Um, you know, I like looking at stuff that already exists and sharing with you. Uh, rather than trying to say things that have already been said very well. So I have a sermon that was given um, back in, man, I don't know, 1953 probably or so. Uh, it's S.M. Lockridge. Uh, actually, it's not. It's much more recent than that. I'm sorry. This one's from 82. So this is uh, San Diego and Lockridge. He's, he preached from 53 to... 93 I think or thereabouts and um, passed away in 2000 but um, I thought that we could use maybe a little bit of a break from all the bad news that's going on and um, it's just an exceptional sermon and I hope you enjoy it and after that I have a little piece from President Trump that I'm going to play but um, first before we get into that let's get into some of the news that we have to cover so we know we know now that Jim Jordan will not be speaker, that Steve Scalise has won that seat. And, uh, you know, I'm not sure how I feel about that. I, I prefer Jim Jordan, I think. Um, uh, Steve, I hope, I hope, does the right thing and leaves the rhinos behind in the dust. Um, I hope we can count on him for that. Now, Jordan had come out and he talked about what he would do first as speaker and he focused on Israel which of course is important but 
I think that the focus for any politician in America should be America. And if Steve Scalise will remember this and just do what's right for America, he can't help do what's right for our allies. So, you know, I think it's a very simplistic view of mine. I know I'm a simple guy, but uh, I think there's a lot to that. And I think that if he keeps that in mind, and if he does not fold to the rhinos, that we all will all be better off for it. So Scalise received 113 votes against 99 for Jim Jordan, um, who of course Trump had uh, supported. And you know, I think that uh, at the very very least, we have we have uh, something positive to 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 watch and to look forward to at least. Uh, Kevin is is gone, and um, he certainly was not getting the job done. And I think he's too beholden to the special interest groups, quite honestly, and it's just another rhino because of that fact. So we talked to Israel a little bit. Ilan Omar, the, uh, I don't know what to, what to say about her. You can pass your own judgment, but uh, what I do know is that she's a disgrace, and she's a very... A very troubled individual. Well, she took to X, formerly Twitter, and um, you know bashed Israel and, and started making claims that they should be charged with war crimes and everything else. Typical unhinged Omar. Quite frankly, none of the squad members, in in my opinion, have any place whatsoever uh, in being in Congress in Minnesota. I, <laughs> uh, it's time to uh, get rid of her. And, uh, you know, the it's time to get rid of a lot of things in Minnesota. Get rid of the no-go zones. Get rid of the, the Sharia courts. Get rid of the, the nonsense that you've been allowing to go on. And get rid of this woman because she is an anti-Semite. And, you know, I don't even know why she's not, hasn't been deported from the country with the way she got in here and uh, everything else. I mean, she's basically... She's basically everything that an American congresswoman should not be. And so is the rest of the squad, for that matter. And they love to show themselves during uh, these times, you know, when Israel Israel is being uh, attacked. And they love to jump on that bandwagon. And it's absolute nonsense, and we shouldn't tolerate it. While that's going on, um, another person is thanking Trump for helping him get out of Israel. Yitz Friedman, the Washington-based American Accountability Foundation, thanked former President Donald Trump for making it possible for him and his wife to get back to the United States from Israel after the war broke out. Of course, there'll be criticism for that for President Trump because you know he got these people out, but um, the rest are there, and you know almost almost anything the man does, of course, is going to be under criticism, but. Um, uh, he does so much good that people don't even hear about because of the media. He imp he impresses me as the type of person, and I know he's the same type of person as Elvis Presley was. If you ever toured Graceland down in Memphis, you come into a room where uh, Elvis's uh, uh, philanthropy and all of his um, assistance to others is on full display. Things that he insisted were kept quiet, and there's just all kinds of canceled checks and, and things where you help people pay their house payments and their mortgages and stuff. And Trump is the same way. There are a lot of stories, you know, people talk about 
um, Trump in all kinds of negative ways is sexist, misogynistic, blah, blah, blah. But he's shown exactly the opposite of that, um, having look look at his cabinet when he was in office, if you want to see the, the truth. And, um, you know, the the attacks are nonstop, but here he does something great. And I wanted to recognize him for that as well. One thing on a very serious note is that Hamas has issued a day of terror, which is supposed to be tomorrow, Friday the 13th. And I want you to be aware of that. I don't want uh, to, you know, to cause panic. But I know that people are talking about this. Um, but this to say that there are a lot of crazies out there and they're already come out of the woodwork. So Hamas, the obviously the organization responsible for the horrific and destructive attacks in, in uh, Israel, uh, is encouraging protests on Friday all around the world to support its anti-Semitic terrorism. Experts have pointed out that there are more and more terrorists and, and uh, political terrorists breaking the law to enter the United States. Go figure. And actually, you know, <laughs> I was uh, listening to another show and they were talking about how the Democrats uh, have come out and said, oh, this is nonsense. The terrorists aren't coming across the border. And, you know, the Republicans and conservatives should be ashamed because, you know, there's just good people who just want a better life, which is which is true. There are good people who want a better life, but they can follow the law. Um, so I can be a good person and I want a better life. So how about I uh, go into Nancy Pelosi's house and steal her jewelry? And, um, you know, why don't we take all the hinges off the doors of every Democrat's how all the doors off the hinges of every Democrat's house in the country and let people wander in and out, take what they want. And um, tell you what, uh, there's another story I'm going to show you in a minute. Uh, you know, veterans were kicked out of the hotels in New York during a conference to fill the hotels with illegals. Well, there's another story and I'm going to come back to this one on Hamas, but Another story from New York, American citizens being turned away so New York hospitals can give health care to illegals. So why don't we take the doors off the hinges of Democrats' house and go in and, um, you know, take their, their plates of food away from their children, sit down and eat them, and um, look at them and say, ah, you're not seeing what you're seeing. This isn't happening. I mean, we got to be tolerant. We got to allow people to come in and partake of the American dream free. This is something that this is uh, something we shouldn't follow the law for. We shouldn't we shouldn't put these people in jail. You sh you can't jail me. I'm entitled to this meal because I want a better life for my family. I mean, it's absolute insanity and nonsense. And um, these terrorists, to get back to the story, are. Most certainly coming across the border. I've been using a number 75,000 that I got from a story last week, which I showed. And um, that's the number of, of, of people that have been linked or have terrorist ties that have crossed the border that we know about. This, this, uh, this past year. And, you know, there's, there's um, a lot of, a lot of debate about that or whatever, but, so let's say it's uh, 3,000, you know, and uh, does that make you feel better? I mean, is 3,000 better than 75,000? Yeah, it, it is, I guess. But 
what can 3,000 people do? Look what 19 people did, right? So uh, anyway, I say all of that to say this. Uh, live your lives. Don't be so afraid to do anything because of this nonsense. But also be prepared. And, you know, I believe it's every citizen's obligation to to carry a concealed weapon and to be trained to use it and to only use it if it's absolutely necessary in the defense of oneself, one's family or another, that uh, their life is in jeopardy. And I believe in you know peace through strength, both on the national level, in the global stage, and on the personal level. And um, so I just say be prepared, you know, be be aware and um, maybe a little bit of a state of heightened awareness as these nut jobs are emboldened because of what's happening over there in Israel uh, and what's happening at our border. So we're going to be right back and then I'm going to get into the, the videos I mentioned at the top. After we watched our daughter Grace die on FaceTime, I uh, immediately felt that I needed to go to the hospital, even though I was still pretty sick. And I met Jessica and our pastor there. And um, while we were in the room, we Jessica and I let us spend a few moments just with Grace alone. And it was it was just a horrific. Sight to come upon was the fact that her daughter Grace was now gone. Um, the emotions that came over the top of our, our minds and just our physical bodies were just unbelief. We uh, we took her BiPAP off; it was still on. This was hope and prayers that somehow she wasn't really gone. And as soon as we did that. The color of grace changed, and um, we had to accept that she was truly gone. Not one person stepped foot in that room. How can you do that? How can you allow an innocent person, a child, she's only 19 years old, die in front of your eyes? You don't do that. If you're human, you don't do that. They knew they weren't going to convince us to put Grace on a ventilator. That means the money was going to dry up. They had to have the money. And when you follow the money trail all the way through, you see that a ventilator is about a $300,000 decision. That they had higher paying patients in the emergency room. Grace was worth more dead than alive. We don't just need food, we need to eat food with a high nutritional value. Who wants to just survive food shortages? Let's thrive in times of adversity and lack. Optimize your daily nutrition and ensure you and your family have our two-year 
shelf-stable kingdom fuel as a cornerstone of your emergency food supply. Don't sacrifice your health or your taste buds. Stock up on kingdom fuel now. Ignore the thought police and subscribe or follow the Patriot Review. It's your patriotic duty. All right, we are back. If you want to get your hands on some Kingdom Fuel or other great products from Dr. Sherwood, the Sherwood family, you can go to Sherwood.tv slash TPR, Sherwood.tv slash TPR, and get yourself some good deals on some great product. Get yourself in tip-top shape. And, um, you know, it's not going to be too long. The holidays are going to be upon us. And everybody's January 1st, uh, you know, New Year's resolution is, you know, I got to get in better shape. I got to lose weight, yada, yada, yada. Well, you got some great products there to check out. And uh, you can do just that. Sherwood.tv slash TPR. Also, if you have not seen the documentary Breaking the Oath, I encourage you to take a look at that. It's gotten a lot of good uh, feedback, a lot of good reviews. You can check that out by going to redbloodedpatriots.com or going to americafirstproductions.com, America the number one stproductions.com. Check that out over there. And one last thing, if you're tired of the woke corporations getting your money i've got a solution for you at least for you know a couple hundred products you can go to uh, shop for freedom dot online shop for freedom dot online uh, stop giving your money to the woke corporations and get high quality american-made product that is much safer for you and those in your home go to shop for freedom dot online and check that out uh, that would be awesome. All right, so I wanted to uh, just give people a little bit of, uh, have a focus on faith and inspiration because there, of course, is all kinds of coverage on all the negative stuff that's happening, and there always is, but um, particularly the terrible, terrible things that we are aware of happening in Israel. And people could use some inspiration and people could use a break, I think, just to um come back to center and and what's important and uh so i pulled this out of uh the video file and um like i said it is a baptist uh, preacher who in 82 i think i said uh, sm lockridge in 82 and uh, i wanted to share this with you and um i hope that it brings you some some positive inspiration. I've come to say today that in these days when we are killing ourselves trying to live, People still think that they can find peace of mind in pills. They try to eat their way to ecstasy, they try to drink their way to pleasure. 
They try to smoke their way to settled nerves. They try to puff their way to popularity and push their way to power. They try to bully their way to friendship and bum their way to world peace. But I've come today to say I know where a poor man has a chance. Where a sick man can get well. Where an ignorant man can become wise. A bad man can be made good. A good man can be made better. And even a dead man can be made alive. It's in Jesus Christ. We live unto the Lord. And when we die, we die unto the Lord. Yea, the great end for which Christ died and lived again, lived always, is that he might be Lord both of the dead and the living. Jesus Christ is Lord. Now this word Lord means having power or authority. The Great Commission is based on the claims of our Savior's Lordship. Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, and teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Lord means ownership. His lordship is based on his ownership. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell therein. For he hath founded it upon the seas and established it upon the floods. Now he didn't have to put a signature in the corner of a sunrise. He's the owner. He didn't have to put a laundry mark in the lapel of a meadow. He's the owner. He didn't have to carve his initials in the side of the mountain. He's the owner. He didn't have to put a brand on the cattle of a thousand hills. He's the owner. He didn't have to take out a copyright on the songs that he gives the birds to sing. He's the owner. Beyond the human level, the word Lord stands as a reverent allusion to God. Now the Orthodox Hebrew in Jesus' day is in our own, would not even pronounce the sacred name, God, Jehovah, or Yahweh. Instead, when he read the sacred and incommunicable name of God, he would simply say, the Lord. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. Now Christians have applied this title to Christ in the latter usage. On either the human or divine level, the title Lord is a mark of respect and implied pledge of obedience. Once Simon Peter stood before a hostile crowd and said, God has made that same Christ whom ye've crucified, both Lord and Christ. 
Christ represents the thing that God has done to redeem us. Lord represents what we ought to do because we are redeemed. Now we ought to call him owner because he possesses absolutely our lives. In him we live and move and have our being. We ought to call him owner. We ought to call him father and be obedient sons and daughters. For he's our only hope and he's our only help. God is our refuge and our strength. He's a very present help in trouble. Therefore shall not we fear, though the earth be removed, and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, though the waters thereof roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with the swelling thereof, there is a river, the streams whereof shall make glad the city of God, the holy place of the tabernacles of the Most High. God is in the midst of her, and she shall not be moved. God shall help her, and that right early. The heathen raged, the kingdoms were moved. He uttered his voice and the earth melted. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Come behold the works of the Lord. What desolations he hath made in the earth. He maketh walls to cease unto the ends of the earth. He breaketh the bow and cutteth the spear in sunder and burneth the chariot in the fire. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the heathen. I will be exalted among the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Jesus is Lord because he came down the stairway of heaven. Born in Bethlehem. Hid in Egypt. Brought up in Nazareth. Baptized in Jordan tempted in the wilderness. He performed miracles by the roadside. He healed multitudes without medicine and made no charges for his service. He conquered everything that came up against him. He took your sins and mine and went out on Calvary and there died. While hanging on that cross, Jesus said several things. But when the thief taunted him and said, If you be the Christ, come down from the cross and save yourself and us. To that taunt, Jesus never said a mumbling word. But the silence seemed to have said, You just wait until Sunday morning. And I'll show you, I'll show you that it's better to come up out of a grave than it is to come down from a cross. And he dropped his head in the locks of his shoulder and he died. I mean, he really died. Don't pay attention to a swoon theory. He died. Whoa, he... He died until the sun refused to shine. He died until the veil in the temple was ripped in twain. He died until, Matthew says, the dead got up out of the grave and walked the streets after the resurrection. He died. He 
centurion says, surely this must have been the son of God. I'm trying to say he died, but I don't like I, I, I don't like to I don't like to stay there talking about he died. I, I like to rush on and say he was buried in Joseph's new tomb. He was buried in a borrowed tomb. Now that used to bother me. The one who holds the waters in the hollow of his hand and meets out the heavens with a span, comprehends the dust and weighs the mountains and the scale and a heel in the balance. The one who walked on the brow of nothing and with a gesture of his hands words were formed, scooped out the seas with the palm of his hand, dug deep the gorges, piled up the hills and propped up the mountains by his will. The moon and stars lean on his arm. Being buried in a borrowed tomb. Well, he wasn't going to stay there long, so a borrowed tomb. Yes! He just went down in that grave and stayed in the grave long enough to clean it out and make it a pleasant place to wait for the resurrection. And on schedule, he got up with every form of power in the orbit of his omnipotence. Jesus Christ is Lord. You know, men were thinking that maybe one of these days, his power is gonna fail. They're thinking that one of these days, that somebody will wrestle his power from him. Some have in mind they're going to destroy his power. Well, brother, if you're going to destroy his power, what are you going to use for power? If you try to destroy him by fire, he'll refuse to burn. If you try to destroy him by water, he'll walk on the water. If you try to destroy him by a strong wind, the tempest will lick his hand and lay down at his feet. If you try to destroy him by law, you'll find no fault in him. If you try to destroy him by a seal of an empire, he'll break it. If you try to destroy him by putting him in a grave, he'll rise. If you try to destroy him by rejection or ignoring him, soon you'll hear a still small voice saying, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If a man will open the door, I'll come in and sup with him and he with me. Jesus Christ is Lord. Jesus is the pearl from paradise. He's the gem from the glory land. He's truth's fairest jewel and he's time's choicest theme. He's life's strongest cord and he's light's clearest ray. He's purity's whitest peak. He's joy's deepest tide. His name stands as a synonym for free healing, friendly help, and full salvation. His blessed name is like honey to the taste. It's like harmony to the ear. It's like health to the soul. It's like hope to the heart. He's higher than the heavens of heavens, and he's holier than the holy of holies. In his birth is our significance. In his life is our example. In his cross is our redemption, and in his resurrection is our hope. 
At his birth, men came from the east. And at his death, men came from the west. And the east and the west met in him. Hallelujah, the Lord God omnipotent reigned. And at his name, to his name, in his name, every knee is going to bow and every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Every knee, the young knee, every knee, the old knee, every knee, the white knee, every knee, the black knee, every knee, wounded knee, every knee is going to bow. And every tongue is going to confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. You know, uh, many say, I've got a lot of living to do. I'll accept him as Savior, and I'll acknowledge him as Lord, uh, but I've got a lot of living to do. You don't really live until you come to him, who said, I am come that you might have life, and that you might have it more abundantly. And then some I hear praying, Lord, when I'm Brother, who told you you were going anywhere else? And who told you you were going to have the strength or the time to crawl up in a dying bed? And who told you you had to learn how to die? You learn how to live. And as you live, so you die. But I'm not going to wait because borderline salvation is better than being lost. But that's too dangerous to risk. That's the reason the prophet said, Seek ye the Lord while he may be found. Call on him while he's near. Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts. And he will have mercy to our God for he will abundantly pardon. I'm not going to wait. I acknowledge him as my Lord now. The Lord is love. And his love is stronger than sin. It's deeper than sorrow and it's mightier than death. The Lord is my light. The Lord is my strength. The Lord is my salvation. The Lord is my rock. The Lord is my fortress. The Lord is my deliverer. The Lord is my high tower. The Lord is my shield and my buckler. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. You know, this old world is a wilderness of want. We're always wanting something. A man will break his health down trying to get well. And then he'll turn around spend his wealth trying to get his health back. <laughs> if it isn't one thing, it's another. From the rocking in the cradle to the folding in the grave, something is always running out. If your bank account gets low, then your blood pressure gets high. <laughs> if you've got money, your health breaks down. If you've got a job, your eyesight gets dim. If you've got food on your table, your faith gets weak. If it's not your enemies bothering you, it's your so-called friends. If it's not your kinfolk mooching off of you, it's your church folk. And while you're building up over here, it's falling apart over there. But the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. A little girl was asked to recite this verse and she said, The Lord is my shepherd and that's all I want. They said she's wrong. I said she's right. The Lord is my shepherd, and that's all I want. I shall not want for rest, for he maketh me to lie down in green pastures. I shall not want for refreshment, for he leadeth me beside the still waters. I shall not want for forgiveness, for he restoreth my soul. I shall not want for guidance, 
for he leadeth me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. I shall not want for companionship, for yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'll fear no evil, for thou art with me. I shall not want for comfort, for thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. I shall not want for sustenance or provision, for thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. I shall not want for joy, for thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. I shall not want for anything in this life, for goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I shall not want for anything in the life to come, for I'll dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I didn't say I'll camp or tent or tabernacle, but I'll dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I'll dwell in a land where we'll never grow old. I'll dwell out there where the silence of eternity is interpreted by love. I'll dwell in the sun-kissed regions of an unclouded day. Dwell in a city that hath foundation, whose building makers God. Dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Jesus Christ is Lord. Have you ever wondered what it's like to be a January 6th political prisoner rotting away in horrible conditions? January 6th patriots are subject to cruel and unusual punishment every day and kept imprisoned for nearly three years without trial. These American heroes have to survive inhumane conditions where they lack basic food nutrients, clothing, and hygiene. Joe Biden's corrupt Department of Justice and FBI Gestapo has been making sure the families of these brave patriots are suffering as well. The breadwinner has been ripped out of the home, and these young families are being extorted thousands of dollars a year to keep up with commissary costs for their J6 prisoner. Many families have been completely devastated, missed mortgage payments and kicked out of their homes, and even the family car repossessed. The ongoing battle these families face to stay afloat and support their loved ones in prison is in desperate need of our help. You can now sponsor a January 6th family to help support them in their greatest time of need. SponsorJ6.com is a new organization started by January 6th political prisoner for 965 days, Jake Lang, ensuring 100% of funds made go to Patriot's commissary accounts. By becoming a sponsor of a J6 family, you can ensure one of the nearly 200 currently incarcerated J6 prisoners is properly clothed and fed. Sign up today to give the vital help these families need and make a real impact in the lives of our POWs. Head to SponsorJ6.com and support our Patriots.
Hey there, I hope you enjoyed that sermon. Uh, I am not one who, you know, I'm very private about my my faith, and um, so I'm, I'm not one that um, plays a lot of sermons on my show, but I thought that, um, you know, if there's ever a time when you need something uplifting, it certainly is, <laughs> well, it's been the last three years, hasn't it? It's just been an insane ride in an insane world. And so many of us find ourselves in a position we never thought we would be in. And I tell the story often about going to uh, Mike Lindell's uh, event a couple of years ago and meeting 1,200 other content creators and sitting around the table and talking about how God has put, put us in this place to do this. And my road was uh, being diagnosed with a disabling condition and pulled me out of corporate America. And so many other people had stories where they found themselves in a place where they really were given the opportunity, and that's what this is, an opportunity to, to speak out, to talk about what you're passionate about, and to just put information out there. And uh, I like to, uh, you know, I like to ask you your thoughts. If you follow me on Frank's social, um, you know, I frequently do that, especially on Frank's social. I like Frank's social a lot. Um, I think it's probably the best platform, in my opinion, that's out there. Although uh, Jake Lang has started Liberty-centric, Liberty I can talk. And I'm looking forward to that growing as well. And there's so many good platforms out there. Um, it's it's a, There's just a lot of competition, as I said, you know, 1,200 1, other uh, content providers. So competition is out there. And for those of you that are listening, I really do appreciate that and uh, appreciate you so I hope you got something out of that. Now, video two is Trump at First Baptist Church in Dallas. I believe this was last Christmas. But, um, you know, one of the things that we don't hear our political leaders talk a lot about is their faith, and especially at the level of president. Um, and if they do, you know, they don't spend a lot of time in it. But Trump has been one of the most vocal, and that's yet another reason why the godless left hates him. And... Um, Anyway, I want to show this, and it's a good it's a good message overall, and it also is a message that uh, I find inspiring. Robert, I want to thank you so much. Uh, you know, you never told me how beautiful this is. This is some real place. What a job you've done to highly respected man. And it is true, I was a little insulted when I first met him. I met him through watching television. He does very well on television and spreading the word. And he started talking about a man that he watched and he's been watching. And he may not know the Bible as well as all of us, but he loves God, he loves Jesus, and he's a leader. And he's going to lead us into great things in helping and saving Christianity. And we've done a real job. And as you know, we're in trouble now. We're in trouble. I think our nation's in great trouble. I don't think we've ever had a, a time like this with what happened in Afghanistan, the way that was done so badly. And you look at the borders and you look at the inflation which is going to rip our country to pieces. We had no inflation. We had oil, much of it coming from Texas. We even 
We even filled up the strategic reserves. For decades and decades, they were empty and getting lower all the time. And we saw the prices at the right price. I said, let's fill it up. What about those strategic reserves? 75 million barrels we filled up. And we made a good deal for the country. We made a good deal for Texas. But I will say that uh, there's a lot of clouds hanging over our country right now, very dark clouds. But we will come back bigger and better and stronger than ever before. I'm telling you that. We won't let this happen. We won't let it happen. And there's such spirit out there right now. I've never seen anything like it. I will say that um, when I look at a group of people like this, the, the love in this room, the love for this gentleman, and for you, Amy, thank you very much for being here and being with us. But the love in this room is uh, incredible. But I will say the love all over the country is incredible. They want to see things happen. They love our country, and they want to see good things happen. And that will take place. And, you know, they wrote these beautiful words for me. Look at these beautiful words. But I said, I really would rather speak from the heart. Okay, if that makes sense. It's so nicely. Look at that. So nicely. It says, thank you. They say, Pastor Robert. I just said, I just think of you as Pastor or Robert, but I'm going to put them together, Pastor Robert. But I'm thrilled to be here with you today, and that's true. And First Baptist Church, which is a respected place of worship all over the world because of what you've done and what you've done, Robert, all over the world. And I have to just start by wishing everybody a very, very Merry Christmas because it's a, it's a great time of... It's a great time of the year. I think it's my favorite time of the year. I miss my parents. I had great parents. I had wonderful parents, and I miss them always more so on Christmas. But uh, First Lady, I think, who was loved by everybody, she didn't get exactly a fair shake. She would make the most beautiful Christmas decorations. And I remember she made these magnificent red trees, and the media said, oh, that's terrible. I said, honey, next time try white. <laughs> she made magnificent, remember, the most beautiful you've ever seen, white trees. And they said, oh, that's terrible. I said, the next time, let's do it more traditional. Let's go with green. Uh, we went with beautiful green trees, and they said, why wouldn't they have made them white like they used to be? But I'll tell you what, she's loved all over, and she's uh, got a tremendous heart, and she says hello, okay? And very specifically to you and your wonderful wife. But more than 2,000 years ago, an angel, the Lord appeared, and really, it's, uh, it's been a long and beautiful history. But an angel of the Lord appeared to humble shepherds and proclaimed the reason for our Christmas joy. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. Now, when I was listening to Robert, uh, perhaps unknowingly, you use the word Savior a lot. And our country needs a Savior right now, and our country has a Savior. And that's not me. That's somebody much higher up than me. 
much higher up. We just do what we have to do. But the life and death and resurrection of Jesus Christ forever changed the world. It's impossible to think of the life of our own country without the influence of his example and of his teachings. Our miraculous founding, overcoming civil war, abolishing slavery, defeating communism and fascism, reaching boundless heights of science and discovery, so many incredible things, even right outside the magnificent skyscrapers and the whole development that this beautiful church is a part of. So different, so beautiful, however, so beautiful. And uh, the United States ultimately becoming a truly great nation, and we're going to keep it that way. We're going to keep it that way. We're not going to let it go. I'm not going to let it go. But none of this could have ever happened without Jesus Christ and his followers and his church. None of it. And we have to remember that Jesus Christ is the ultimate source of our strength and of our hope. And here and everywhere and for all time, Jesus Christ. And we want to just thank everybody who believes because we're believing in our country. We're believing in the world. We're believing in life. This Christmas, let us pray for the hundreds of thousands of men and women serving in our nation's military. I'm so proud of what we were able to do for our military. And with what happened recently, the the disgrace that was put on it by the way we left. It looked like we left in surrender, and we didn't leave in surrender. We left in strength. We could have left. We were set to leave in strength and dignity, and it wasn't handled well. It was handled, I think, perhaps, and I've said this often, I think it was the most embarrassing day in the history of our country, the way we left. We can't let that happen. We have to be respected throughout the world. And if we're not respected for strength, we are not going to be a nation too much longer. We'll be a nation in a lot of trouble. But I want to just uh, thank the incredible people of the military because they understand what I'm saying better than anybody could understand it. Better than anybody could. And the Americans in law enforcement who dedicate their lives to keeping our community safe, who aren't allowed to do their jobs in many cases. When you look at what's happening throughout our country with the crime, the crime that nobody's ever seen anything, where they go into department stores in packs and they take everything, they break everything. The police aren't allowed to do their jobs. We have to give the police their authority back, and we have to give them their dignity back. And all of it will stop very quickly. Let us thank Almighty God for our nation, for our precious freedoms, and our most of all, and I have to say this, for the gift of God's everlasting mercy and grace, we ask God to bless our nation and our people with faith and hope 
and love and peace. Once again, I have to say that uh, on behalf of the people of this country, we all love you. We love what you stand for. We love what you represent. Melania will be here the next time, and we will do this together because I said, don't worry, I'll do this one all by myself. And she said, I'd love to go. Now that I see how beautiful this is, she's going to be very upset with me. <laughs> very, very upset. But seriously, we have a incredible country. It will be more incredible in years to come. We will do what has to be done to make America great again. We are going to make America great again. We are never going to forget that message. And I want to thank Robert and Amy, and I want to thank everybody in the audience. And it's, we have to say, it's America first and make America great again. And we will do it. Thank you all very much. Thank you. Great honor to be with you. Hey, Patriots, it's Jeff Wagner. Let's face it, it's getting harder and harder to make ends meet. It's only going to get worse. This inflation is going to continue. As a matter of fact, our dollar is in jeopardy of even existing with the crazies that want to go to the digital currency to control us all. You can go to KirkElliottPhD.com slash The Patriot Review, get all kinds of free, great information, and invest in gold and silver for your future. Our world is full of electromagnetic fields that, even though we can't see them, are affecting our bodies, our sleep, and even our ability to think clearly. The advent of 5G is only making this worse. There is an answer. Visit Fix the World by clicking the link in the Patriot Review show description below to view natural products that can actually protect you from EMF and 5G and even improve your sleep. Skeptical? Get the free Dangers of EMF Radiation ebook free by clicking on its direct link also in the show description. Here's a nutritional hack anyone can master. Replace a meal a day with our kingdom feel. Or if you're a monster in the gym, add a shake to your daily meal plan. Our unique meal shakes are balanced, low glycemic, rich in fiber, 20 grams of clean protein, essential vitamins and minerals, healthy fat, and organic fruits and vegetables. Kingdom Fuel is vegan with a complete amino acid profile. Bottom line, it's a simple start to a transformed life. No gimmicks, just results. Start today. Hey Patriots, you can save up to 66% at MyPillow.com when you use the code TPR. That stands for The Patriot Review. That's TPR or call 800-519-9927. That's 800-519-9927. I use these products myself. I can tell you they are the best quality bar none. So go ahead, use the code TPR and get up to 66% off right now. Coming to you from the land of common sense and American pride. Not a unicorn or rainbow in sight. Welcome back to the Patriot Review with Jeff Wagner. Uh, 
All right, folks, I hope you enjoyed today's show. Just a reminder that if you're tired of supporting the woke corporations, you can go to shopforfreedom.online and you can get great American-made products that are safer for you and your family to use. Uh, also, go to sherwood.tv slash TPR for Kingdom Fuel and other great products. And, of course, go to mypillow.com. Use the code TPR. All right, so I hope you found some inspiration. I think we're all being called, quite frankly. Uh, we're all in a situation in this country, and indeed the world is in a situation that um, many of us didn't expect it to be in. But here we are, and we have to um, we have to unite. It can't be about uh, right or left. As Reagan said in his famous speech, A Time for Choosing, it's not about right or left. It's about up or down. It's about up and being a successful, uh, God-fearing, good country and world that uh, is peaceful or going down into the ash heap of history. And um, we are letting ourselves be torn apart. So that is my little bit of preaching for today all i'm saying is we're being called upon to make a difference and um, it's time to get off the couch and speak out speak up and be brave about it thank you god bless you all we'll see you tomorrow